0: WellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I am your host, Paul Thompson. And in this episode, I wanted to answer the question, when is it too late to start with barefoot movement and getting out of orthotics and and changing footwear? A lot of people um, will message me kind of asking if it's too late um, to change and like I said in the clinic all the time where um, people will just feel like, well, they've been doing this movement or they've had this pain for X amount of years, like, you know, surely that's just, And if they can deal with the symptoms, then, then, you know, that'd be great. But it's not great. (laughs) And we shouldn't be putting up with symptoms, but we, I feel we should be constantly striving to move better, you know, and use this body as optimally as we can. So in short, to answer this question, when is it too late, I really feel like it's never too late. there's always something you can be working on if you wish to do so and that's regardless of how you know good or poor your balance is, how much pain um, you're in like in a certain area there's always a different part of the body we can focus on as well that will indirectly help the area that is affected. So when it comes to yeah, like I said, the the how like how old is it? That's too late, or how much pain are you in? Like it's never. There is always something. It just comes down to what it is you're after, and then setting some realistic goals around that. So, for instance, if you have a medical condition that where we know maybe your balance or a certain pain may never improve one hundred percent we can still aim to improve it by 1% or 10%, whatever the realistic goal may be for you, which will still have a huge benefit to your overall health and well-being and quality of life. So it's about looking at these dysfunctions and working out what is it can we do to help get your body moving better in a safe way and in a way that you can achieve with your your lifestyle and your situation. So for me, a lot of these questions tend to come around. Uh, come from people who like are wanting to get out of orthotics, and they may have been in them for 20, 30, 40 years. and that's okay. And you know what? Maybe that person will never like get out of an orthotic. 100%, but like a conversation I had recently, and I'm sure she's probably listening. <laughs> I've had a client who's been in pain for many years and has worn orthotics for many years, and those orthotics are definitely holding symptoms somewhat at bay. And we had the discussion around, you know, when is it too late or is it too late to begin changing? And like I just said, the answer was definitely a big no. It's not too late. But when looking at um, this patient clinically, you know, we we would sit down and look at the goals of, okay, well, what is it we want to try and achieve? What are the little milestones? What are some of the bigger milestones? And for, for that person in particular, it may be that we don't actually try and get out of an orthotic. It might be we leave the orthotic in for quite some time and in the back of my mind, it's always, I'm always hopeful that I can get someone out of an orthotic. But with this client, we had the conversation around because some people get quite hesitant and, you know, well, no, nah, it's definitely too late. But if we liken it to a disease, right? So let's just use diabetes as an example. And I'm definitely simplifying this. I understand diabetes is very complicated and it's not always just to do with sugar intake. But for the purpose of this, just bear with me. <laughs> so imagine you were told you had diabetes because you've been eating too much sugar. And the doctor says, well, you know, here's um, the medication that's going to help keep those blood sugar levels um, under control to help. Limit the amount of issues you have in the future with the diabetes and some of the complications. You know you'd be very grateful that there is a medication to help short term, but then if you were told that you know you may or may not be able to cure the diabetes, but if you change your lifestyle and stop eating sugar, not only may you cure the diabetes, but you're going to be able to control that diabetes. A lot more efficiently yourself anyway plus the other benefits for your body and the benefits you'll feel just with health and well-being from ditching the sugar is going to make you feel great then wouldn't you want to you know make that effort to try and limit the sugar intake um, into your body and movement is the same thing so The dysfunctional movement is kind of like the sugar. Okay. And it's the thing that we don't really see it. It's like the sugar in food, like kind of tastes good and, you know, it makes you want more, just like movement. So dysfunctional movement being the sugar. I mean, movement, we can, you know, we want to move. It's human nature to get up and move and do things and be active and, you know, go for a walk or just. For survival, get up and go and pour yourself a glass of water so that you can like not dehydrate. Like we need to move as humans, and that dysfunctional movement is kind of like the sugar. We don't really see it through the day. We just want to keep moving, but the more we keep moving with that dysfunction, the more we're causing distress to our body. We can be causing inflammation in the body, um, joint wear and tear. We're at more risk of injury. So regardless of, you know, I mean, sorry, and then the orthotic is kind of like the medication, right? You've been moving with that dysfunction then finally it kind of pops up that there's a symptom and it's we can see that there's a problem then because you're in pain or you've had an injury because of how you're moving. The orthotic then is that kind of pill where it's helping support the dysfunction, support the disease, and ideally keep the symptoms at bay. But underlying all that, you're still not moving well. So you're still kind of having the sugar. So does it not make sense, regardless of whether you can ever get off the orthotic or not, to learn to move better, to learn to stabilize your feet, learn to stabilize your hips, even how to breathe efficiently, how to stabilize your thoracic area, like all these things that um, that I teach here at the Barefoot Movement is helping people to move more efficiently and to start trying to chip away at those dysfunctions to, yeah, ideally get rid of the orthotics. But even if we don't and we can start improving balance or just getting you walking more efficiently so there's less wear and tear on uh, your knees or better performance in your sport, um, less energy expelled because you're actually using the body and the recoil systems and springs like you should versus having to really work hard every step to generate more power. So, you know, I really feel like it is never too late. I do um, some training with a a group down here, normally once or twice a year. Um, it's about a month at a time. They get me to go along. There's anywhere from um, 50 to about uh, 70 from memory people that attend this group. It's a seniors activity group and they'll get someone different in each month um, to run them through either maybe some yoga, uh, they might do bowling, um, whatever it is. So they normally get me in there um, to train them for four weeks straight. and We run through some education pieces around sitting and standing um, and mind you, if I to say these people range from age from around, I think the youngest was around 70 and the oldest was around 95. So, you know, these are people that I guess some of them are definitely asking the question like is it too late but they're still out there trying to learn or trying to stay active and in that month that I spend with them, it's amazing the difference that I'll start to see By the fourth week. So it's literally just four hours of um, training with them and running through just some simple drills. It's nothing fancy. It's just real basic, you know, foot activation, hip activation, some basic patterns of just trying to get them moving in a more efficient way and getting the brain to feel what it feels like to move more efficiently. And, you know, some of them will go home and practice through the weeks. Others may not so much. But I tend to see towards that fourth week, the amount of time people are standing on one leg or the less they're having to hold onto a chair or wall definitely improves. And, you know, it's not to the point that they're out there running marathons and um, you know, like completely like healed, but there is definite improvements and the feedback I get from people just paying more attention to how they're moving and just going through these little drills to start just activating um, old patterns that may not have been used for years, they will find that they get up and down out of the chair easier. They feel more stable getting up and down out of a chair, which is huge, right? Because as you get older, the risk of falling is obviously increased and to have a fall can really affect quality of life and confidence. So... From that perspective as well, the in the older age bracket, trying to work on like this barefoot uh, movement and healthy movement patterns is really helpful around trying to reduce falls. So you know, I get that feedback that they're finding it easier. I had one guy telling me that he was getting um, some lower back pain when he was playing golf and really starting to find it hard to um, get through his full round of golf and the last session I was there was a couple of months ago with them by the fourth week he came up and said just these little shifts that he's been making with how he's been viewing his feet and hips even at golf and then trying to um, walk a little bit more mindfully he found that his back pain was actually reducing and you know that's not going to happen for everyone but he obviously just responded really well to just some little minor cues and just changing the way he did a few little things that then helped him get through um, his golf with less pain and, and easier. Which you know I think is a, a huge thing if he can then end up playing and staying active for uh, a few more years because his back pain's you know a bit more under control because he's moving better. We haven't really done anything else. as I haven't given him any medications or orthotics or any props. I've just shown him how to use his feet and hips and core more effectively to stabilize his body. So I really feel like it is never too late and that we kind of get stuck in this mindset that, yeah, things can, or that, you know, aging should get hard. You know, that as we get older, it's kind of some people just get in that mindset of, I guess, I can't think of any better words but they kind of almost feel like they need to give up and that as things get harder and things get more painful that we have to get less active and, you know, be more careful and start using more aids like orthotics and supportive shoes and walkers and all these sorts of things that definitely have their place and can be very helpful but if we started to switch our thinking around is it too late and start thinking (laughs) that it's never too late and that I need to start now regardless of where I am in my journey, then I think we'd start to see a lot uh, more healthy and able people. And like I said at the start, it doesn't need to be super hard. Like a lot of these movements and movement patterns can be tailored to where you're at. So the 95-year-old in that group that I was training, we definitely modified some of the stuff we were doing with him Versus the 70 year old that's still out there um, you know playing different sports and really active and you know there's it's easy to scale up or down what it is we can do. If you feel like you want to start looking after your body more and learning to move more efficiently and starting to work on these dysfunctions to help with things like well just moving better and moving more freely. But also trying to reduce some of those aches and pains, like foot pain, you know, bunions, knee pain, hip pain, lower back pain, even shoulder pain. It can all just come from how you are actually moving. The same as stiffened joints. Quite often, joints I find will lock up because they're not stable, because the muscles and tendons around those joints aren't working efficiently. The body will start to lock those joints up and people will compensate and start walking and moving differently to protect those joints. And then, if we don't use it, we lose it. So, you know, just getting back to a safe position, safe environment where we can start taking some of these joints through a nice range of motion with stability will sometimes show that, will sometimes uh, give us more range of motion without stretching, without trying to, you know, force anything. Just putting things in the right position, showing the brain that that part is stable, and see a change in mobility in some cases. So, if it, if you feel like it's too late, please don't. Um, you know, I really want to encourage you to go and seek um, someone that can assess how you're moving from a functional point of view. Okay, and it's not just treating symptoms. We need to get out of this mindset of wait until something's painful or until something's broken because that's when it's not too late but as far as you know the question is it too late once it's broken that's kind of when it's too late you should have been working on um, maintaining your body before it got to that point in an ideal world but unfortunately as humans we do tend to react to things like pain and that's kind of normally the catalyst of going and seeking help but even if you know something has broken. Um, you know you're in pain. You've like had a fall, whatever it may be. Then it's still not too late. There is still things we can do. But I would really encourage you to start just looking at movement patterns, um, looking at trying to get more proactive with this uh, sort of thing, because it benefits you on so many levels. You know, from like I mentioned earlier, from performance to less aches and pains to so just moving more freely but the big one is aging um, better okay so that as we do get older we can maintain that stability and remain active for a lot longer than if everything starts to kind of shut down and lock up and and we start finding it really hard to move then quality of life um, can definitely really start to suffer so yeah definitely get assessed Um, not just for the symptom. So, for instance, if you have, I don't know, heel pain, and that's the reason you're going to get um, treated, then – and look, just quickly, if it's an injury, like if you have bumped something and it's sore, then you kind of know the reason why it's sore, right? But a lot of the aches and pains that we tend to see through clinics – and through physio and chiro friends that I have, um, like a lot of the stuff we see is biomechanically related. Okay, so yeah, there's definitely just accidents that happen and injuries that happen, and yeah, we treat the symptoms, you know, um, fix that up, get you back on on track. But these biomechanical ones, so you know, if you're in an orthotic, if you um, are getting sort of niggly knees, niggly hips. Um, things that are kind of just slowly building and there was no real reason for it happening, then that's normally to do with your biomechanics. So the way you're walking, the way you're standing, the way you're squatting, the way you're sitting, um, it's that's what's affecting that area. And by all means, you can get the symptom treated. So with the heel pain, 100%, we'd work on treating the heel and trying to reduce your symptoms. But the real key is starting to work on um, functional movement so getting assessed figuring out what is it like where is the breakdown is it that like it is my heel and that my heel is not working properly or is it that my hip's not working and now my heel's having to overcompensate and has worked too hard for too long and now it's just given up and i've got a sore heel so it's important to not always but like, the pain isn't always where you think it is So, physically, like, yeah, sure, it hurts there and you know that's what's sore, but the underlying dysfunction and the kind of the pain point is normally and quite often somewhere else, it's just that the sore bit is overcompensating. So, get assessed by someone that will look at you functionally, assess how you're moving and can break that down, um, help you with the symptom, but also then help start giving you exercises or drills or um Mobilizations, or whatever it may be, that you need for your body to help get you moving more efficiently and stabilize, or mobilize, or strengthen um, the area or areas that really need um, that attention. And you'll find that not only will your symptom get better, but you'll find it'll tend to not come back or not come back as often if you start treating the underlying cause versus, you know, like you'll see those people that have had pain for years and it keeps popping up in different areas. They might be like the heel. They get that treated, then the knee starts playing up, you know, sometime later. Get that treated. then might be the hip or then back to the foot. It keeps jumping around and they kind of don't link it with how they're moving. It's just, oh, getting old and falling apart. But it's not till you start getting assessed and looking at how that person's moving. And normally it all just comes to light of you know this pattern that they're going through you can just see that they're loading all these different areas uh, incorrectly and that the body is under a lot of stress and there's no wonder when you start looking at these movement patterns sometimes it's just so obvious and you're kind of like wow you know I'm surprised you haven't actually hurt more things so yeah treat the symptoms but definitely look at those underlying dysfunctions and start working on them because that's where the magic, um, will really start to happen. So remember, it's never too late to start changing and to start trying to improve how you move. It's just a matter of getting someone who can help guide you through that if need be and staying consistent. So that's the other issue with with us humans is once that pain's gone, it's really easy to forget to continue working On maintaining healthy movement patterns okay but it should be just like brushing our teeth or flossing our teeth we should be working on just some basic movement principles uh, daily because we don't do them anymore you know it's not like we're back in the cave days and we were squatting and climbing and just going through movements that kept our joints and muscles fairly aligned and healthy you know we now spend a lot more time in Uh, Shoes that change how we move. We spend a lot more time in chairs and on lounges and in cars with backpacks. Um, You know, we're in positions that we're not really meant to be and that's pulling us out of alignment and we're compressing a lot of parts of our body. So, just spending some time, you know, weekly, if not daily, just decompressing our body, just maintaining these healthy movement patterns can really, really help um long term. Okay, and it should just be, like I said, just part of your routine, um, you know, part of pre-training. So if you're about to go to the gym, it would be really important to just spend a few minutes just activating some patterns so then your your training or your sport or your golf or your walk you're going on, things are more active and the brain's um ready to use those muscles the way you've trained them to do so. Alright, so now, I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has encouraged uh, some of you to to get out there and and really start trying to look at some of these movement patterns and to not just think it's too late. Um, just set yourself some realistic goals around you know what the next um, win will be for you. okay? So start small, get assessed, look at, um, at getting consistent. And, and measure it, you know. One great way to really stay consistent and especially to help start seeing change the thing with movement, right, is it can take time. It's something that will slowly keep getting better and start feeling better. But if you don't like, measure it, sometimes you can just sort of lose sight of how far you've actually come. So getting some basic measurements at the start, you know, or a video of how you're walking or just writing down like how much pain you're in with whatever symptoms going on and then keep, you know, changing the goal of what the next thing is. It might be a bit more hip mobility, might be standing on one leg for longer, whatever it is that the goal is that you're working towards for functional movement. If you kind of measure that, then once you hit that and, you know, it can push you and Keep encouraging you to go forward because you'll start seeing um, change and give you something to strive towards. All right, so never too late. So there's no reason why today isn't the day for you to start working on your movement patterns and and improving your functional movement, getting those shoes off and starting to move the toes around and just reconnect to the feet. So look forward to uh, hearing from you guys. Um, If you need any guidance, yell out. I'm happy to try and help where I can, but otherwise, it's up to you. (laughs) You've got to make the decision and and commit to it, which I'm sure most of you will. We're all on this health journey together. We all want to move better and feel better, and functional movement is definitely um, one of those ways to do so. So, thanks again for listening in. Yeah, yell out if you have any questions, and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.